Welcome to the Bliss Angle. Hi guys, this is Sarah from the Racy Bliss Institute of Applied Politics, and today my guest is Caleb Anderson, senior political science student at the University of Akron. Thanks for joining me, Caleb. No problem. All right, today Caleb and I are going to talk about our experiences at the RNC and the DNC, which we both attended last week. Um, so full, disclo- full disclosure, Caleb is a Republican and I am a Democrat, so I'm assuming we had very different experiences, and I hope our differences showcase what it's like for a Dem to be in the hub of the Republican Party and vice versa. All right, Caleb, can you give me your overall experience of the RNC? Overall experience of the RNC. It's very hard to put it into an overall experience because there was a lot going on. I don't know, it just felt very energetic and you could tell a convention was going on or something big was going on in Cleveland with all the security, um, just a lot of the political atmosphere, media was everywhere. Um, So I think it was very energetic. So I think it was just a really, really great experience. Well, from me, whether you're Republican (laughs) or Democrat, but... A Democrat might say otherwise. Well, from from me bothering you on the train, I remember you were so calm and like cool and collected. How were you? Like, where, like, where was your excitement? Well, <laughs> I I've been told a lot that I'm very stoic, so I'm going to, have to say that if I was excited, that I don't show it. So I'm just going to, have to take other people's observations for how I am on the outside. Well, I, be- I bet you are really excited on the inside, so that's all that matters. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> all right, so what do you think the RNC did particularly well that the DNC was not on par with? Organization. That was a big part of it. I can't really blame the um, Democrat Party, but Philadelphia was not a good uh, city to host a convention logistically it just was not a perfect fit like Cleveland was so if I if the DNC was in Cleveland I feel that it would have gone much more smoother um like the RNC had plus the RNC just had so much security which if you drove into the city to get out was a pain but since I didn't have to do that um everything was just kind of went really smoothly for me yeah, so as a Democrat attending the RNC, um, I definitely agree with Caleb. If I could choose a city for the convention to be every four years, I would choose Cleveland. That's how smoothly everything ran. They literally barricaded off the city so nobody else could get in. So it was everything was right there. Like, the media were right there. I remember walking past, on the same street, I walked past Carl Rove, Chris Matthews, like, Everyone was right there. It was all in the same area. We didn't have to walk around a lot um, like we had to in Philadelphia. And Philadelphia, which I didn't know before this, uh, before last week, is it's the fifth largest city in the U.S. Like, it's huge. Philadelphia was really big. Or maybe we're just like small town Ohio people. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. But Cleveland ran so smoothly. And I don't think it's the DNC's fault. I just think Cleveland was a great city to have the convention. I definitely second that, yeah. Philadelphia, yeah, I mean, in Philadelphia, you couldn't really tell a convention was happening. Exactly. It was like, yeah, you're right. You couldn't tell that there was a convention. I mean, they had, like, a few signs here and there throughout the city to say, oh, here's the uh, 2016, you know, DNC. And you're just like, oh, okay. The security presence wasn't there. Um, You're lucky to run into anyone um, 
we deemed important throughout Philadelphia because yep. they were at Wells Fargo, which was so far outside our four you know, area. miles away. Yeah, so we weren't <laughs> going to walk that. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. You couldn't tell in Philadelphia that there was a convention, but in Cleveland, like you felt it. You felt it while you were there. And and you know that I guess that's one thing the RNC did do better was all of the signs they had everywhere because they didn't have signs. Okay, they actually they did have signs, but what you couldn't like you didn't yeah. see. We were bumping into really important political people, and we weren't doing that in Philadelphia. So, what was your uh, favorite speech from the RNC? My favorite speech from the RNC would have to be uh, Vice President pick um, for Trump's uh, Mike Pence, um, because he completely shattered the stereotype people had of him, which was very boring and dull. But his speech was very energetic, had a lot of fire behind it, and it really draw, drew in the crowd. And I think a lot of the conservative base wished that he was the presidential nominee over Donald Trump. So my favorite speech from the RNC was, all right, I didn't have a favorite speech. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I went there, but yeah, I didn't have a favorite speech. I thought Rudy Giuliani's was the most entertaining. I thought it was really funny. I like Melania Trump's. I liked her speech. Oh, I'm not even saying that about the plagiarism thing. I, I just, oh. I genuinely liked it. Yeah, I liked her speech. I thought it was a nice speech. The roll call was really good. I liked seeing the different. I, you know what? The delegation were the nicest people in the world. They were so nice, and I oh, loved yeah. watching them go up and represent their states. I really liked the roll call. Yeah, the roll call is um, a very special experience because when you think of a convention, that's what you think of is the delegates and all their voting, you know, ho hooping and hollering. Um, of course, this year, um, you know, had a little more uh, controversy, a little more fighting on the floor than usual, but uh, that's what made it fun. Yeah, and the cool thing is, is you and I both got to go inside the queue during the roll call and we actually yes. sat right next to each other during that part so that was kind of cool definitely yeah, yeah. Wait, do you have um did you have a speech that you disliked the most so i didn't hear donald trump's speech uh i didn't say that night and never got the chance to hear it but one speech that i didn't like man i'm not prepared because i don't really remember <laughs> <laughs> where the what were, what were like the big speeches that everyone do you know like which, um, which ones? I think it was the Tuesday night, but you oh. left early. Um, it was Chris Christie was that night. It was Donald know, Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if it was Jr. I figured <laughs> it was Donald. But um, yeah, his that was his speech was that night as well. Actually, um, I remember. I remember which speech I don't like. I didn't like. Was that Ben Carson, Doctor Ben, ben Carson. Carson's? I didn't hear that, so you have to tell me what it was. Um, I didn't like the whole Lucifer. He, that's when he was referring to Hillary Clinton as Lucifer. I didn't like that. Yeah, I just, I did not like his speech. I I don't like, just in general, I don't really like when people try to, like, bring religion into politics. And so I didn't like what he was doing. But um, I didn't like his speech. And I didn't like how uh, Chris Christie was encouraging the lock her up chant. This is America. We don't lock up our political opponents, okay? <laughs> yeah. No, um... Yeah, because I was just asking because I had one speech that I was very much did not like. Which one was that one? Um, Ivanka Trump's. Oh, okay. Um, it's not just her. It wasn't her as a person. It was everything to do with like what her speech was. Um, when she talked about the um, problem with the wage gap, 
is motherhood. And of course, being Republican, I'm sure you know that me and the wage gap don't get along so well. But <laughs> first thing, the wage gap, I just my jaw just kind of dropped. I was like, I can't believe she just said that. Motherhood has is not a problem. And I think that is a big um, stereotype now in today's society is that motherhood is kind of demonized, like a stay-at-home mom. Well, I think that's very honorable, and she shouldn't really have to be like, oh, you got to go work. It's like, no, she doesn't. She wants to stay home and raise kids because that is, you know, takes a lot of work. It's very honorable. And then she goes on to say that to fix this, we are going to basically just give – you know the babies and the care to I'm going I don't want to say the state but that's kind of where I kind of took it from and me being a history buff and studying a lot of 1930s Germany um, I didn't like where that was going and I very much disagreed with that so from what you're saying and now that actually I do remember Ivanka's Trump I think I did like her speech But I would have to agree with you. Being a mother is an honorable honor. It's the best job you can have, and it's an honorable job. And I don't know. Um, I didn't. I didn't listen to her speech, so I don't know what she was talking about. But I agree. Being a mother is the um, the greatest honor. What was your favorite event you attended at the RNC? Hmm. I might go to Atlantic Daily just because they had free breakfast and they had you know. Did you have the um, breakfast egg biscuit <laughs> things? Everyone was talking about that. I did not oh, have Oh, they it, were so good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But um, <laughs> if we're going away from food, um, I mean, Politico wasn't bad. I mean, I don't know if – I mean, I try to pay attention to some of the panels, but a lot of time I was just kind of there mingling and talking with people. Uh, the Politico had an oxygen bar, so <laughs> I was there a lot, <laughs> especially because – the uh, RNC was very exhausting. I mean, yes. awesome experience, but it was so tiring. Uh, it felt like it felt a little longer than four days, in my opinion. Um, but at the same time, I was a little sad that it ended so soon. But I feel the same way. I was so upset it ended. Like it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like a lot of work, a lot of preparation for just four days. Yeah. Um, but I think the favorite one is what we got to experience, and that was just the roll call. I mean, it's not really an event. But something to watch, yeah. I think, is was the best part. Well, the night we spent in the queue? Yeah. Yeah, that was – the night Caleb and I spent in the queue was one of my favorite um, experiences. It, it was definitely – it was better than the last night I was in the queue because I got to go in the queue twice and the fourth night and the second night, but the second night was awesome. It was so cool watching the roll call. Um, but as for my favorite event – the uh, the Atlantic morning briefings were really good, and um, the breakfast spread everybody could not stop <laughs> raving about. So yes, that was awesome. But I also liked Politico. I didn't go to any of the panels Politico had, but I really enjoyed the open bar. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what were the okay? So do you who do you think got the bigger boost from uh, their conventions, Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton? Before last week, I would have said you know Donald Trump and his speech. You know, after Pence and a lot of these um, speakers, they rallied the uh, base of the Republicans. And so Trump going into speech, I was thinking, you know, just don't mess it up. Don't say something stupid and that will just, like, kind of destroy everything. And he stayed on script. Now, I don't think his speech was necessarily exciting. Um, I was fighting to stay awake, but that's probably because I had six hours of sleep in the past, like, you know, 72 hours. Oh, my goodness. 
but um, so I won't say his speech was completely boring, but it, it was m- like his usual primary um, talks, but just more controlled. He doesn't go off on tangents. He doesn't start yelling and raving about anything and everything, to put it lightly. So I was like, okay, this whole RNC experience, he should get a pretty good bump. And we saw that in the polls. He started you know, having some leads, polls showed. And then the DNC came. You know, They had their speakers go out. And obviously I wouldn't agree with them. But, <laughs> um, but then Trump hit Twitter, and he hit it hard. And reading some of the things he was tweeting was just, I just couldn't believe it, that he would throw away the momentum he would have after a convention into these petty arguments and these controversial statements when all he has to do is stay the course, just read Stay scripts. on script. But he doesn't, and but being Twitter, he's at home and his head, whatever's in there, <laughs> And he just blew away his momentum, which just gave it all to Hillary. And Hillary had a more personal message in her speech, which I think probably brought some people and in, uh, into her camp. Um, so I think at this moment, and the polls also show this, is that Hillary got a major bounce after the convention. If Trump didn't make those stupid tweets, um, it probably would have been close. But yeah, at the end of both conventions, uh, Hillary did get the bigger bounce. Um, I cannot answer that question because I did not listen to either speeches, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I was um, I did not stay for Donald Trump's the night that uh, the fourth night in Cleveland, and for Hillary Clinton's, I was actually at the Ohio delegation delegation party instead so i was driving up there while she was speaking my my uber was taking me up there and then um i got in for the the last bit of it but i heard it was a really strong speech and i heard donald trump's was a a bit dark but that's just what i was reading from obviously lefty twitter so now on to the dnc i just want to just a few questions about the dnc what do you think the dnc did particularly particularly well that the rnc did not do well give me a moment i think i can think of something <laughs> um no uh political bias here but i mean the rnc was just such a great experience well see i didn't even get close to the wells fargo um area so i can't really speak for that side of it um I mean, I would like to have been to Wells Fargo, even just around, but again, it was such a far travel, and we was already paying for public transportation into Philadelphia anyways. I didn't feel like paying for more. I can't think of anything either. I don't I think, don't, I don't know anything that the DNC did well that the RNC didn't. The one thing was the RNC was a, had a lot of officers there, mm-hmm. and they didn't you know they had officers from california indiana i feel like every state brought in officers to the rnc the dnc we didn't see any officers that weren't from pennsylvania yeah well i think didn't they like try to make it so there's only pennsylvania law enforcement exactly yeah they said they weren't gonna bring in i mean i guess if you weren't expecting too much trouble which the rnc was which they didn't experience a lot of trouble uh, I don't know if that's because of the presence of the law enforcement really helped out, or it's just um, a lot of the groups just didn't, didn't end up going. Yeah. Um, I know there's a few altercations between a couple of the protest groups in Cleveland, but um, 
yeah, I, I don't know, because there was a story going out during the DNC that people were um, going, you know, running at the uh, barricades there. So I'm not sure if, you know, if they would have had more uh, law enforcement presence that would have fixed any of that. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can say about Philadelphia, just just the city is just the Philly, Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... The food. Oh, you're right. The food in Philadelphia was delicious. Did you go to the um, the market? Yeah, the Reading Terminal. Yes. Reading Terminal. Everything Couldn't, was oh. right there. Everything you could possibly think of. So good. I had a shawarma. I don't know if you know what that is, but it was so good. There was just, like, food from, like, different, like, yes. little countries. Ugh, it was very, delicious. Very diversified food. Yeah. It was... It was awesome. It was awesome. Was. That that place was awesome. And it was right across from where we were at the Atlantic morning briefings. Right, yeah. So we could just walk there. So what was your favorite speech from the DNC? Favorite speech from the DNC. And you're allowed to say you didn't have a favorite speech because I, did, I didn't have a favorite <laughs> speech at the RNC. I'm trying to remember because obviously I won't be so in tuned to the – DNC speeches as I would be at the RNC. I guess thinking of it from the Democrat side, I guess Kane didn't do too bad. Um, I think Hillary going for a more personal speech, that's um, really what she got. She achieved what she was going for in her speech. Um, obviously we're going to agree on the policies that were mentioned in the speech. <laughs> and I think Obama's presence, I don't know about his speech, I don't rem- remember too much of it, but I think just his presence um, really brought a lot of enthusiasm to the DNC. Yeah. So uh, my favorite speech was obviously Bernie Sanders' speech the first <laughs> night. Um, I actually started crying while he was talking. It was an awesome speech. It was so beautiful. I wish I could relive that moment of listening to him speak <laughs> over and over again. Um, I loved his speech, but I also really liked the night. Uh, oh, and Michelle Obama's. There were so many. Ugh. Okay, Michelle Obama's speech was awesome. Senator Warren's speech was awesome. And then the third night, uh, Vice President Joe Biden and President Obama's speech was awesome. And my favorite was when President uh, or when Vice President Joe Biden was like, we are America second to none. And I was just like, yes, you are, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I loved that. And I love malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Biden and Obama did bring a lot of energy to um the dnc yeah they and definitely i did and when when president obama was speaking someone screamed no tpp and it's just like i love bernie supporters like i love <laughs> them they're so passionate yeah that's one thing i am you know you can't argue against with bernie is he's genuine and very yeah. honest whether you agree with him or not he's very genuine and honest yeah i read a tweet one time and it was like I wish bernie wasn't a socialist because he might be like the most real candidate we've ever had and i was like yeah but also being a socialist is awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay, favorite event at, event at the DNC that you attended? Hmm. Well, see, I think a lot of the events I attended was just for the free food, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. The free food and open bars were pretty awesome. Yes. It's, oh, you, you can't beat that. Um, well, see, at the Atlantic Daily, I was very disappointed in the um, breakfast compared to the RNC because there's, like, bagels or pastries. I'm like... Where's the meat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Where's my biscuits? <laughs> Cleveland's food was better at, from the Atlantic, at least. Yeah. Not overall, the cities-wise. But. Um, I think it was the last day 
the uh, we stayed around for another event at the Atlantic, and they brought out their lunch spread, which was amazing. Which I guess they were saving up all of their uh, meat for <laughs> because they had like <laughs> <laughs> I guess you'd call it fun size Philly cheesesteaks and like little uh, sandwiches. Um, so that was. I'm talking more about the food and less about the event, but. <laughs> Hey, if the food is what you enjoyed, I mean. Um, the Politico, um, well, was there Tuesday night. That was like a vegetarian spread, so I didn't enjoy that as much. But the um, the nights after, they had um, a very good spread of food. And I think Politico did a very good job at both conventions of getting a very good panel talking, you know, on their, who know what they're talking about. Politico you, or the Atlantic? Politico. You listen to the political speeches or panels discussions? Um, probably a little more than the Atlantic. Oh, I think okay. the Atlantic. I was more enthralled by the food when I was in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm plus, the opposite. One plus, it was like early in the morning, so I'm just kind of still groggy. Oh. And okay. then by like dinner time, I'm like, oh, I wonder what you know what they're gonna talk about today. <laughs> Yeah, so I did the opposite, actually. I, I listened to all of the panel discussions at the Atlantic, and by the political time, I was done, and I was ready to party. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say the, DNC, the political DNC, because the RNC, you know, they had the uh, completely, like, separate rooms or something. It was, like, very, very separated. The DNC Politico, I mean, it was in separate rooms, but, like, they had the audio, and then they had, like, the uh, cameras, so you could still know what's going on at the panel. Um, I didn't really notice that at the RNC. I could be mistaken, but I had, was not aware of it at the RNC. So I guess I naturally would pay more attention to the panel at the Politico at that time. So my favorite event at the DNC was um, the last day was the most fun I had. I went to the caucuses. Uh, I went to the LGBT caucuses, and Senator Cory Booker spoke, who I don't like. <laughs> um, Howard Dean spoke, who I'm not a fan of. And then I went to a few um, Jewish roundtable. I went to a Jewish roundtable and then another Jews for Progress event. And those were absolutely awesome. It was so cool. I got to hear Senator, Senator Barbara Boxer speak, um, Barney Frank. And then Debbie Wasserman Schultz came in and spoke. <laughs> and I got to hear her say, I'm taking one for the team, which is really cool because a lot of people are writing about that. And I have actually like the video of her saying that. So that was really cool. But then the last night I went to the Ohio delegation party and I got to be around f a few friends who are actually delegates. So I absolutely enjoyed the last day. It was my favorite day of the DNC. What do you think of the protests at both conventions? So everything was pretty calm at the RNC. There wasn't like, you, there was a lot of hype that there was going to be a lot of protests and you know, be safe and I was I was honestly really worried I was like are we gonna are we gonna be okay here <laughs> but it wasn't everything was fine it was normal it was good and then apparently the protests were all at the DNC it was all a lot of Bernie supporters that were at the DNC so but since we weren't by Wells Fargo I have no idea what happened I'm not aware <laughs> right. of what happened it was it um Public Square in Cleveland, right? Yeah. I'll get these names right. I'm not local, so <laughs> forgive me if I get them wrong. Um, that's where all the, a lot of the protests were. Uh, yeah, um, Public Square. But, but during the afternoon, there wasn't really in there. It was more in the evening, if I'm... Yep. Um, uh, but every time, 
you know, they started getting large numbers and there was more of a police presence. Yeah. Um, they always showed up, kept things calm, I think. There's a few incidents, like the one guy that got set on fire from trying to burn the American flag. Yeah, at the I RNC. heard about that. And I think, and I, if I'm not mistaken, it happened again at the DNC. Did it? I think someone else got like, was like caught on fire by trying to burn the American flag at the DNC as well. Um, and then the DNC protests, um, there wasn't like a large police presence at their protests. So I feel like they were more energetic and more lively, let's just say, at these um, protests. But I don't think either um, convention there was like violent protests or they didn't get too out of hand. Just people voicing their opinions in energetic ways. Yeah, everything everything was pretty peaceful. Um, what I did find really funny was at the DNC, of course, I'm going to find this funny because I'm a Bernie supporter, but, and I've moved towards Hillary now though, but, and I was a Bernie supporter, um, still am, but now I'm supporting our candidate, uh, was the, I don't know which delegation it was, but they were, they turned off the lights on them because they kept on protesting and chanting while people would speak. So what they decided to do was wear neon shirts because they turned the lights off on that delegation. So they they wore these neon shirts so people could still see them. And I was just like, you guys are so funny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they just like they make me laugh. Like you got there. I don't. I just like it. I love them. I've heard that they um also turned their back like when was it Hillary was speaking or something. Oh really? I don't know. That's what I heard. I didn't know if that was true or not. Both delegations had their own uh, rebellious presence yeah (laughs) so which i don't i mean again this is like our first convention that we're actually like paying attention to yeah um so i don't know how it usually is i'm going to guess it's not as rebellious as what we saw this year um so that was interesting see but i like rebellion i think rebellion means (laughs) democracy and i like it everybody else is getting mad about all of the rebellion that was happening but i'm like this is good this is we should be having this sort of discourse within our parties so we move towards the left no (laughs) (laughs) and you guys you know wherever you want to go i don't know what's whatever the discourse you guys were having keep going forward no (laughs) okay (laughs) um you know obviously trump is very controversial um i know the um ohio delegation was didn't seem too enthusiastic throughout the whole process until Kasich's name was ever mentioned um so yeah i mean each delegation that rebelled had their um, own favorite candidate that was not Donald Trump. Um, and I guess I could say the same um, for the presence of the DNC. If it's not Bernie, like Bernie or bust yeah. is their slogan. I don't know. We have to wait and see. As it gets closer to November, if people start to fall behind the party or if they stay at home, vote third party or what. I, I really hope um, Democrats get behind Hillary Clinton. I never thought I would have. But I am now, and I support her, and I I see a lot of Bernie's supporters getting behind her. What made you um, fall behind Hillary? Was it just the presence of Donald Trump? Like, that guy is so much worse. I think what it is is that Hillary Clinton is not Bernie, so she'll never be our angel Bernie, right? <laughs> <laughs> but Hillary isn't Donald Trump either. Like, we can't be like it's... We can't say it's the lesser of two evils because Hillary isn't as crazy as Donald Trump is. Like, Donald Trump is kind of like, he's he's really crazy. He just, like yesterday, the baby, like kicking out a baby 
like it just gave us a glimpse of him as a father and that is so scary like all right seriously baby shut up now like that's that's crazy like yeah um i saw that on twitter today and i again goes back to donald's twitter account which is his you know worst enemy at this point (laughs) in his campaign someone needs to take his away his twitter honestly (laughs) take away his twitter he has a good chance of being very competitive in this race see but the thing is isn't the twitter what brings all of the attention to him what gives him all of that earned media yeah um i get like we've talked about in class um let's go to the primary for general no because more people are starting to watch you um Mm. it's time now that people have to make their uh, minds up about a certain candidate and trump's twitter account is not doing that job yeah that makes sense all right caleb thank you so much for sharing your experiences at the rnc and dnc with me well thanks for having me oh you are so welcome all right and we'll see you guys next week